Let's do it on the E major. The love of God is greater far than time or death can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest time and reaches to the love and give a beautiful song service. Amen. Amen. A round of applause to the Lord. I think if we are already this blessed with song service, I wonder what will happen when the wind comes. Amen. Uh, Just uh, take your seats. And then just say, bring them in, bring them in. Brother Grace and Sister Zoe are just going to dedicate their baby this morning. Amen.
turn to the book of Mark, if maybe they can just bring up that scripture, uh, Mark 10, verse 13. I came across somebody that, uh, a family that was going to baptize their baby and they had arranged even a party to celebrate the, the baptism of the baby. Then I realized that common sense is not that common without the prophet. We do not baptize the children. There is no scripture in the Bible that justifies the baptism of children. The children are blessed. And later, once they have reached the age of accountability, then they make a decision to be baptized. This is the parents acting on behalf of the baby, but there's coming a time where the baby has got to act on his behalf. Now, Mark 10, verse 13, it says, And they brought young children to him that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. He took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them, and blessed them. Blessed them. That is the operative way to bless them. Not baptize them, but bless them. And Jesus was our example. So we will do that. Today is not Jesus, but we can represent and make sure that we do as the example that he has given to us. Amen. The child's name is Shekinah. No, 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 no. Shekinah is English. Yeah, this is Shekinah. That's how they pronounce it. Is it, is it in French? Yes, amen. I hear when I say Shekina, some say Shakaina. <laughs> Amen. So this is Shekina. In English, is Shakaina. So I'll be blessing the baby this morning. Uh, this is the gift of brother that God has granted to Brother Grace and Sister Zoe. And our greatest wish is that as we dedicate them, when they are come of age, they can take the baton and continue preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. So when a boy is born, we say more soldiers are added to the kingdom of God. When a baby girl is born, we say there are good songs that are going to come from the baby. Amen. Somewhere, I'm not praying that God will grant them. 
Amen. God bless you richly. Amen. All right. Okay. God bless. Amen. Shall we stand to our feet? <clears throat> How many are having great expectations this morning? Hallelujah. Expectations is a breeding ground for miracles. Just by expecting something from God, it already paralyzes Satan. Yes, uh, how many believe that? Yes, Just turn around and say, neighbor, you are sitting to the right person. Uh, this seat is hot up. Again, say, neighbor, don't sleep on me. Amen. <clears throat> we are going to have a good time in the presence of the Lord. Uh, you know, I was telling, telling my wife last night, I said, what were we going to listen to had God not sent Brother Brenham in the end time? Uh, we saw a, a, a clip of a preacher that was preaching using an American ac- accent. That is it all. Now, while he's busy with the American accent, it ran out during the sermon. Because <laughs> what's not natural runs out. Then he had to revert back to his original tone. It was embarrassing. So this morning, we are not bringing an accent. We are not bringing a tone. We are not bringing English. We are bringing the word of God before the people. Because the word of God will save the people. Amen. Heal your people. Heal the land. Brother Solomon Mutlavi will be the one ministering this morning. Amen. Heal the people. Heal the land. There is still balm in Jerusalem. My soul is so longing for sweet rest. How many people say this morning, my soul is longing for sweet rest? Amen. Let's sing it.
Amen. Because normally I'm not used to this. There, there is a, an apology from Brother Philip, Sister Winnie's niece passed away. So they had to go to Sentin uh, just to the family commitment. Amen. And Brother Dimsani uh, and Sister Sharon are not here. They as well have got a, a funeral in the family. So just remember them in prayer. Brother Mtambira is not here as well. Remember them in prayer. Amen. Maybe let's just bow our heads for the just to bless the tithes and offerings. Gracious Heavenly Father, the believers have brought the tithe things and the offerings to the house of the Lord. May you bless them, dear God. May you continue to provide for them. We say, dear God, where they have taken, I know you've got the ability to refill, not onefold, but sevenfold. They've given this so that the work of the Lord can continue, dear God. And for that, we want to appreciate you for making it possible for them in their lives. Bless them and bless their families, bless their fields as we commit everything to there to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you richly. Then I think the deacons have given me a green light. I could see with the body language that I missed some things. Now we can go ahead. Heal your people, heal the land, there's still power in Jerusalem, so who is Lord? greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Uh, I think it's such a wonderful morning this morning, and then you are singing so beautifully. Yes, I just couldn't help joining in your singing as well. Amen. And I think this morning God is going to speak to us, and then he's going to give us a blessing. Amen. And then uh, without uh, wasting any time, I would also like to thank the pastor for this opportunity. 
just to come and share a few words with you. Amen. I think we'll all know that the pulpit belongs to the pastor. So it's just that today I'm just a spare will for just, for just this moment. Amen. But I believe that even though it's just for a moment, God will come and do something great for us. Amen. Uh, without saying much, if we can just take our Bible and then just open from the book of Mark, uh, Mark 11, and then we'll read from verse 22 to verse uh, 24. And then he found, it reads this way, And Jesus answered unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall no doubt, have, shall no doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. And then verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, ye shall have them. Hallelujah. Then we can also turn on to the book of uh, Romans. Um, Romans 8 verse 11. And it reads this way if we all found it. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. All right, and then the last scripture that I would like to, to read uh, is in Second Peter, uh, the, first, the first chapter. And he says from verse 5, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, to your virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you, they make you that ye be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind, cannot see afar off, has forgotten that he was perched from his old sins. Uh, may we just close our eyes for, uh, in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, this very morning, we'd like to thank you, Father, for these few words that we've just read. Father, I'm just a vessel that you're going to use this morning. I pray, Father, that you come and anoint, anoint these words, Father, so that they may come, Father, and become life unto your children, Father. Because as we've read, Father, you said, Father, if... The, the same word, if the same spirit that was in Christ, that made to raise him from the dead, Father, if that same spirit, it will be able to quicken our mortal bodies. That means it will be able to raise us from the dead of sin into a life of, of joyous, of glory, living for you, Father. I believe this man that while your people are here, they have an expectation, Father. I do not know what is it that they expect, Father, but the one thing that I know is that they want to hear from you. That is why this morning, Father, we invite you, Father, to come, bless their heart, touch their souls, come and make them a better people, Father, that when they come here, they may say, 
we were, we, we've heard you speak and we've been blessed and you've, you've come and touched our souls. That there were our condition when we came in, Father, has been changed for the better, Father. Our condition, if there was something that was lacking on our life, Father, you have come, Father, and came and filled it up, Father. That is why we are here, Father. May you please bless each and every person that is here, Father. May you please circumcise my lips, Father, and also circumcise their ears as well, Father, so that they will, whatever, Father, that I may not say, Father, may you please stop my lips, Father, so that whatever I'll, I'll be able to say, Father, may be of profit to your people. I pray, believing in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You can have your seat. Amen. Uh, I'll want us just to read a, a quotation from Brother Brenham so that we'll get a test for, for, us, for our message this morning. Amen. You'll forgive me that I, I've read this quote before, but <laughs> I'll read it again because it's one of my favorite quotes. So it is from uh, the spoken word, my new ministry. And I will read from paragraph 182. And then uh, it, it is just that I will start, because it's a long quotation, I've just going to cut it and just give an explanation what it is. It was, Brother Brenham was, uh, with this quotation, Brother Brenham was in Sister Hate Wright's house. And then it was just having their fellowship with some of the brothers. Brother Woods was there. Sister Haiti Wright was there as well. And so was Sister Haiti Wright's father, as mother, and also his two boys. Now, he was telling them about a hunting trip that he had before, that he went there, and then all of a sudden a voice came to him and said to him that if you want a squirrel, he can ask for it. He must just say the word, and that squirrel will appear. And then uh, he said, he, he, he just did that, and then the squirrel appeared. To make sure that it, it, it was a real squirrel, it was not him dreaming, he took his gun and shot one of it. And then it should show that he was also sure, because you can never see, find a squirrel in a sycamore tree. So he said, let there be a squirrel on the sycamore tree. Then the squirrel was there. Then he shot it. Now, while he was giving them this testimony, he, so I will start and ask you that he, Sister Hate Wright was listening. And while she was listening, she, she, she started and said, uh, do you believe that what I'm, I'm saying? And then there was silence in the room. Then Sister Hate Wright, being a very quiet woman, blurted out and said, that is nothing but the truth. Because she believed what the prophet has said. Now, after she said that, I will read what, what he, Brother Brenham says. He said, I looked to Sister Haiti. The first time it was ever performed human being. I said, Sister Haiti, ask what you will. God is going to give it to you. Now, immediately after Sister Haiti right, have said that, Brother Brenham asked him, a, a, a voice came to Brother Brenham and said, tell Sister Haiti right, because she believed whatever you said, Tell her to ask for whatever thing that she wants. And then you, not, not God, you, Brother Brenham, you give it to her. So this is, this is what she says. She says, I looked to Sister Haiti. The first time it was ever performed on a human. The reason he says the first time it was ever performed on a human is because he has done so many things. Uh, raised up animals from the dead. There was a dead fish that was alive, gave life to that fish. Now, he says, this was the first time that he was going to do it on a human being. So he says, Sister, I had to write, 
ask for whatever you want. And God is going to give it to you. What do you think, congregation? Congregation says, amen. Amen. Does it get into you? Seven times he had confirmed it by an animal. Seven is God's complete number. Here is the first time on a human being. And he, what did he choose? Some great aristocrat, a great noted preacher? No. A poor little widow woman that could hardly write a name. God knows what he's doing. He said, ask what you will. Harry said to Brother what do you mean? I said, ask anything your heart desires. It shall be produced right here. That you'll know that the Lord God of heaven answers and his scriptures are true. My first time with a new gift, my first anointing, I could hardly hear her. She looked around. We had been talking about her little crippled sister. I said, oh, no doubt, in my mind. Within a few minutes, little Edith will be jumping to the glory of God. The reason we're saying this is because a voice of God spoke to him and said, tell her to ask whatever she wants. Whatever she asks, you give it to her. So he says, in, in that moment, anything was possible. He said, Edith, who was one of the officers, I hate to write, sister, was sick. She had been crippled. Now, here was an opportunity for sister, I hate to write, to ask for what? For her healing. Because now it was not just Brother Brennan speaking. It was actually God speaking. said, ask. Hedy looked around, all around. And she said, Brother Bill, my greatest desire is for the salvation of my two boys. Then Brother Bremen paused and said, why? There could have been a greater, there couldn't have been a greater thing. That means she couldn't have asked for anything better than what she has asked. Salvation. Because if you are healed, <laughs> I mean, you know, healing is temporary. You can be sick tomorrow. You can be healed of cancer. Have a, uh, uh, tomorrow have a pneumonia. Then you are dead. But if it is salvation, that is towards eternal life. That is permanent. That is eternal. He says, she couldn't have asked for a greater thing. Salvation. So even to, to us this morning, that is the reason why you are here. What? Salvation. Because that is the main thing. Anything comes secondary. The first thing is that to ensure that when everything is done, when you close your eyes, if rapture doesn't come first, when you as a Christian sleep, you know where is your destination. So that is why he said this was the greatest thing Sister Yetirite could ask. So she said she could have asked for $10,000. Who doesn't need money? All of us need money. But money, you get it, you use it. Then is what? It is done. He said, what if it would have been some millionaire? Would he have asked for another million? Yes, if it was a millionaire, you would have thought, okay, I have two million. Maybe let me double it. Get four million. God knew what she was going to ask for. Amen. So she said, I said, ask anything you want because God has given it to me to give it to you. Whatever you want. She said her, her, she said her boss was beginning to go off on a teenage tantrum. And she said, the salvation of my two boys. I said, by the will of God, by the power of God, I give it to you. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are desired. And her two boys shook under the power of God. And the whole building trembled. Banks fell on his plate. Shelby grabbed. Sister Hetty screamed till she could hear. You could hear her for two blocks. And them boys, with tears rolling down their cheeks, received exactly what they asked for right there. <laughs> Amen. So I, I just want to take uh, my, my text here when she says, ask anything your heart desires. So our, our message this morning will be your heart's desire. Uh, the reason I came to, to this message is because I remember we may, we, me and the pastor once we went to Zimbabwe and then we met Pastor Chichenzi. I think I gave you some of the testimony that while we were there, he started preaching. <laughs> you know all people, how they are, that each and every time when they see somebody, there's an opportunity for them to, to preach. So he, he, he was talking about something that he, he actually, in Zimbabwe, they, they were giving up farms, giving farms for anybody who was willing to come and farm. Now, when they were giving farms, there was a farm that he wanted that was already taken. And that farm was not only taken by just anybody. If I, my mind saved me well, the pastor will correct me. I think it was the big man, uh, the, the President Mugabe, had chosen that farm for himself. But he wanted it. Now, because he wanted it, he said, he went to the people and they told him, no, <laughs> the farm you want is not, is not available. He said, no, man. You know, if, if it's possible that he doesn't want it, here are my phone numbers. You can call me. They said, yeah, well, we'll take your numbers, but it is not possible that he wouldn't want this farm because he wants the farm. It is his farm. He says, no, but, but anyway, <laughs> if he changes his mind, here are my numbers. So he said, after some times, he, he even had forgotten. They called him and said, no, you know, that farm, a, a small portion of it is available. If you're still interested, you can come and then uh, come and farm on that small portion. So he went there and then uh, started farming there. But he wanted the whole farm. He said, no, even if I have this small piece, <laughs> if he still doesn't want the rest of it, you consider me. Because what they did is that when they, they, they gave that farm out, they gave it to other people. They made it, because it was a big farm, a big land, so they cut it and divided it into other people. So these other people, they didn't use it. He started farming. But he said, if they don't want it, <laughs> you call me. Then... Uh, Bit by bit, they called him, until ultimately he had the whole farm. So he said the reason he got it, it was because of the power of desire. Because he desired to have this farm. He did not stop. He believed. He had faith that ultimately he will have it. But it was the power of desire, the power that was in him to have that farm. Understand? No. So ultimately, he got the farm. But the ultimate, at, at first, it was impossible. But then, don't we serve a God that deals with the impossibilities? <laughs> that was proof that as long as you believe, you have faith, and then you do not get tired. You keep on persevering, believing, 
if you ask for something, ultimately you will what? Have it. If it's your heart's desire, you will ultimately have it. Now, the reason uh, here, as you see, sisters, they said anything that your heart desired. Now, it could have been something that you wish. Now, there's a difference between a wish and a heart desire because a wish is something that is in your mind. It's something that you can just change your mind. But if it's a desire, they say desire it is a strong want of something. If you desire for something, not here, but there, and then uh, you will have it. But you will find that now, if you desire for something, there is some things, fundamental, some basics that you need to fulfill for that desire to come true. There is why Pastor Jesus said he had the power of desire. Where did he get that power? <laughs> that is the question we'll need to answer today. What power did he have so that ultimately he'll be able to get that farm? Now, this desire or this uh, power, is it only for him? Is it also for the believers? Is it for everyone? What is, who, who, who qualifies to get this power and then be able to ultimately assess whatever he desires? What is the requirement? That is what we're going to talk to. Now, you see, my topic here is what? Your heart's desire. Now, we said heart. Why heart? That's a, another question that we need to, to, to answer. It's because if you go through a process that we call embryogenesis, that means when a, a baby a conception has taken place, there is a process that is where embryogenesis, whereby that small cell, germ cell, will start to multiply. When it multiplies... To, make, to ultimately make a human being. We call that embryogenesis. During that process, you will find that the heart is the first functional organ in the body. And it is also the first organ to be born. Because you will find that that organ, for each, for everything, for any other organ in the body to be formed, the heart has to pump, has to be working. If the heart is working, already you can say you're having a miscarriage, you're having a stillbirth. Because that baby, it does not matter what's going to happen. That baby is going to be a, not going to be alive. So that is why now it was what? The heart. It has to come there because it is what? The first functional organ in the body. Not only then, Brother Brenham teaches us that the heart, it is where the soul stays. In fact, there is a quotation there that he has read that he says there was a it has been found that, that there, is a, there is a small compartment in the heart. Science had to find that out. Ultimately, they found out that that compartment, it is the... You see, I will just try to quote you. It is on Waters of Separation, paragraph 29. That science had found out that there is a little compartment in the human heart. In the center of the human heart is a little compartment where even a capacel, not even a capacel or a a blood cell touches. The animal life hasn't got it, but the human has got it. And science says it is the occupant. Because we didn't have a reason, and then a reason why the commandment was there. We said it was what? It is the occupation of the soul. Now, the heart is where the soul resides. You understand? That is why I think you know it is what? Body. The the trying being, the man is a, you know that a human being is a trying being. He has this body, the spirit, and the what? And the soul. Now that soul stays, resides in the heart. 
Now, that is why your desire has to come from what? Your heart, not your mind. The reason is because in the soul, something happens there in the soul. The soul, you either have what? Doubt or you have what? Faith. You either have what? Satan or you have what? God residing in your soul. Now, whatever you desire comes from where? Your heart. Because that is where the control tower. Anything that you're going to do, that is where it is controlled. From deep inside your heart. Now, when you desire for something, we know by your, the manifestation of your desire, what kind of a person you are. Are you on the side of good? Are you on the side of bad? Are you a child of God? Are you a child of sin? By what? What you desire. That is why as a child of God, there are some things that you need to desire for. There are some things that you need to restrain yourself from having because they do not match your expression as a child of God. The moment you manifest such a desire, we can never say that you are a child of God because no drinking and you are drunk. No, we can we will have doubts or oh even this brother. <laughs> no, then that is not a child of God. Running around with women, fornicating, that is not a desire for a child of God. But if you have love, you express love, you care about the next human being, the next even the person, you know, even if you go to the extent of loving your enemy, we can say now. That is an expression of something different, a child of God. Now, there in your heart is where you can express who you are so that we will actually get to know who you are. You can be quiet. The moment you express yourself, you will, we will, the moment you start doing that, we will know who you are. By what? The manifestations of your works. <laughs> now, like I said, the soul lives in the heart. Now, they, they, before Brad Brenham came and said this, there had been a debate of where the soul resides. Does it reside in the head, in the heart? Now, many philosophers through, through the year, we had Galen, one of the greatest philosophers, he said it was in the soul. It was, the, the soul resides in the brain between the two ventricles. But also Aristotle also came and said, he, no, 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 he thinks he resides in the heart. But... Brother Brenham, when he said it, it was not just any philosopher saying it. It was, thus said the Lord. Because of all the philosophers who's been there, of all the prophets who've been there, I think, I think we have many even today who are confessing themselves, professing themselves to be prophets. It was only him, only him, whose message was vindicated. There was a time in 1950 when he was about to preach a halo of light came and set upon him. If you know of any other preacher who had such a thing, you can come and challenge me. Because from that, we could see that this man was different. Unlike the others, we can take his word and believe it because God vindicated whatever message he brought, whatever thing he said he will do, whatever vision he had seen, it came true. And then even whatever signs and wonders that took place with him, we have proof of it. Understand? That is why his word holds more weight to me. Because it is what? 
a vindicated word. Now, if you don't believe him, we will tell you that the reason he had the, uh, 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 the pillar of fire. Remember the pillar of fire when the children of Israel were going out of Egypt. They had a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. The reason it was at night is was because if you are traveling at night, you need light. You need something to shine the way for you through darkness. Now, his message for us, the reason he had that, it was to show that his message was to bring light to us in the end time. So that when he speaks, there will be a quickening power taking place in our heart. There will be a resurrection. A new life will come and take hold of us. That means the salvation that Sister Hattie Wright was saying, through his message, Christ, the light, eternal light, will be able to come into your life, shine in your life. That is why. That is why now we could say, this is the prophet of the hour. This is, why, this is who you, Malachi 4, verse 4 and 5 talked about. Who Revelation 10, verse 7 spoke about. Because there was a vindication, a authentication. Even this picture that I'm thinking about, it had to be even taken to the FBI. Yeah, who were investigating paranormal uh, uh, of questionable documents. There was a, a gentleman by the name of George Luce. He came there, authenticated that this thing, it was, I mean, people can retouch a photo. He said, this one, it was not retouched. A light actually struck the lens, the lens to show you that it was a real picture. So that message that we believe, it has been vindicated. Hallelujah. So when he says the soul resides in their heart, yeah. <laughs> you better believe him. <laughs> Amen. Now, the reason why is the soul is because in the soul, like I told you, there is faith and there is what? Doubt. Doubt. Now, when you desire something, uh, you need to believe. Amen. You need to believe that whatever you desire is going to be what? Is going to get come true. Whatever you desire is going to be fulfilled. But the only way for you to do it is for you to, be, to believe it the right way. There is a right way, there is a wrong way. There is something that Brother Brenham talked about. It is called intellectual faith. Then there is something that we call real faith uh, or a revealed faith. I think if you, some of you were here when Brother, brother Dipadi um, uh, uh, was preaching, he touched a bit on intellectual faith. That what intellectual faith is. Intellectual faith is when you believe something because you've had an experience of it before. I mean, you, you, it, is a, it is when you think belief from the what? From the mind. Not from the heart. That means intellectual faith is a mental conception of a thing that you want. That is why people might, some people might have a problem. You find that a person mentally by intellectual faith, he believes that he's saved. But he's not actually saved because that faith is not here in the heart. It is here. That is why now, by their works, you shall know them. That is why as time goes on, you see him slaking. Now, you find that it was just emotion. It was taken by emotion. Actually, the light didn't strike the right place. When he said he believed, he didn't believe it from the heart. Now, when you believe you have faith in something, for you to have your desires fulfilled, you must believe from the heart, from the inside, from the control tower. That means God, because he says, the, the way Brother Abraham teaches, 
that faith, in there there is faith, also there is the Holy Spirit. That means the Holy Spirit has to come, cleanse your heart, make you a new creator. The process of sanctification, justification, baptism of the Holy Ghost has to come place in your heart. Then you can come and say, I have a desire. But the greatest desire you must have is to be like him. That is why you need to accept him, go through all these processes of believing him, through justification, sanctification, baptism of the Holy Ghost, that you be a complete Christian. Then you can ask. Then you can say whatever thing you ask, irrespective of what it is. But now remember, if you are a Christian, you will know what to ask. We will go. To, we'll, we'll also uh, tackle that question of what is it that a Christian should ask? What is the process of, of knowing that? How do you get there? But through that process, you will know what to ask for. You understand? Because remember, some things are what? Temporal. Some things are what? Eternal. <laughs> now, the first thing that you need to ask for is the eternal things. Then you can have the temporal. Because with the eternal things, you are guaranteed that your life will not end here. It is not going to be just a temporary thing. It will be something that's going to be permanent. Amen. Now, like we said, um, we, that whatever for you to have a desire, you need to have faith and believe in whatsoever you desire. Understand? Because now faith is a substance of things hoped for and is the evidence of things not seen. Now, what I'm trying to explain here is that with the mind, the first thing that controls the mind is what is the eye. That means whatever you, you, you want, it should be something that you should see. You understand? Then you see, because you have a mental conception of it. But true faith, it is something that is not there. But faith becomes the evidence of that thing. That means faith is what? It is visionary. The mind it is, it, is a, it, is, it is a sight, it's a, it's a sight that, that you can see, but faith can see something that is not even there, something that is supposed to come. That is why God compares us to an eagle, because with an eagle, you will find that if it doesn't see something, it flies higher. Now, with your human eye, what happens when you fly higher? You see less. But as an eagle, the more you go higher, the more you can see because it is no longer just a, a natural eye. It is a visionary sight. You understand? That is why a child of God knows what to, to do, where to be. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, let me come to this one now. If you are a child of God, you, know, you have a control tower in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. That means the Holy Spirit should be able to guide you to tell you where to be and where not to be. It is visionary. <laughs> anyway, every time I'm here, I always speak on the past. I'm going to say one thing, that a testimony that he had. One day he was working at Coke. Now, during the day, I don't know if it was 11 or 12, he decided to go home. Something just told him to go home. Then he went. How? The next morning, hey, but, hey Pastor Madiba, hey, about yesterday we were robbed. People came and handcuffed us. There were people everywhere. Now, what was that voice that told him to go? You see? It is that thing. It is that voice that you as a Christian, you have to hear, can't you? That is why as a Christian, you can never be found at the wrong place. In the No. 
No, brother, brother. If you are at the wrong place at the wrong time, we, you need to watch your steps. We need to come and we need to lay hands on you. Because that voice has to guide you. It has to tell you, or no, this is not the place where you're supposed to be. Okay, all right, let, let me tell you something now. You can say, Mati, why do Christians die if you are not at the wrong? It's because if you are a Christian, if you die, it is not because Satan planted and he shot you. It is because it was your time. God had declared that at that time, this such and such a thing is going to happen to you. It is your time. It is not because the devil driveled the God and God was not watching and he, he came under, under the back window, came into you, choked it. No, sir. <laughs> it does not happen that way. He is an omnipotent God, omnipresent. He does not sleep. He doesn't take a nap. He doesn't say, hey, hey, brother Madiba, hey, man, I'm sorry. I didn't know what happened. What happened to you? No, no, no. Each and everything that happens in your life, he knows it. Because he has foreordained it. As a Christian, your path, God foreordains. He knows what you need, when you're going to need it, where, what you want, when, when, even when you don't know it. Because there it is faith, him inside you, leading you. That visionary God leading you. He's the one that is guiding your steps. The steps of the righteous are? Exactly. <laughs> that says it. That is as simple as it is. Amen. So faith is what? Visionary. But sight, it, it, it is what? It is temporal. There is where it ends. Amen. Now that is why you need to have faith so that you will know what to ask for when to ask for, and what time to ask for it. Amen. Uh, and then now you'll, you'll realize that faith also doesn't know distance. I think that that one you know, that if you pray, uh, it doesn't matter, the, 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 the God, if somebody is sick, we don't have to go to him to pray for him, as long as you pray, because God is everywhere. He can actually test that pace through that person through faith. It does not know distance. Faith, the reason it does not know distance. In fact, you know the testimony of the centurion. The centurion, God, Christ was going, and then he inquired that he may see uh, Christ. And then while Christ was coming into his house, he told him, No, you don't you don't have to come into my house. Uh, I'm not worthy that you should come into my house. You the only thing you can do is that you must say the word. Yes. Then my, my servant who's sick, irrespective of where he is, he's going to get sick. He's going to get better. It is not governed by distance. No, no. It is governed by what? By faith. Yes. The fact that he believes God, Christ was saying, such a faith I have never seen in Israel. And the servant was made well. Not even being prayed for just because he believed the word. Now, you see, as a child of God, you need to believe the word. The, the word must be your guide. You understand? It should be the thing that will guide his word. Not any other man's word, not an ordinary word, but God's word should be the one guiding you. And if you follow it, you will never falter. Because if you follow it, you are following God himself. If he says, thus said the Lord, it is thus said the Lord. There is no promises in this book that he has promised you, that he cannot fall. If he says it is yours, the only thing you have to do is to accept. Don't question it. 
Now, that is the other problem with the mind. The mind reasons things. Faith doesn't. If you can realize that the things that God does, some of them they could be perplexing. If you try to reason them with your mind, you might actually have a problem because it might be impossible. Matter with God, nothing is impossible. That is why you need to have one faith. Amen. Now, you need to have one revealed faith. Holy Ghost faith. Not a intellectual faith. Not something that you have in the mind. You need to accept God so that that faith comes from here. Then, whatever you desire, he will be able to give to you. Amen. Amen. And then now, uh, the, the other thing that you have talked about is that for you to assess uh, the, the things that you want, there is a process. The process mostly is prayer. If you don't pray, my friend, <laughs> you will not get what you want. It's as simple as that. You need to pray to God, communicate to God, have a communion with God, and whatever you want, he will want fulfill. I can give you a, a, a little story. While I was young, I think we were, I was about six years old, we were worshiping me and my family at Holiness Christian Church. It's, uh, the pastor was Pastor Koza. Now, my father before, he was uh, from the Dutch Reformed Church. Now, coming to Holiness uh, Christian Church, Basalwani, he thought, now we have it now. Hey, we're going to have a good time. This is it. Now, the past, this, the Pastor Koza will come. Maybe he'll visit them once in three months, you know, to bring some sermons, then uh, get his back. <laughs> and he's gone. <laughs> yes. Now, this thing is, it was not, it did, it did not settle right with them. And one day they asked him and said, um, Hey, Pastor, you've been coming. You know, we never had a communion. You've never given us a communion. We never have the love supper. Now it was a Sunday morning when they went to him. So he said, okay, but I need to be in springs in the afternoon. So what am I going to do now? Uh, uh, he just told him, no, go get some Fanta, but you must make sure it's Fanta grape. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, get Merry Biscuit. Ne? Yeah. Then uh, we're going to have the Lord's Supper during the day. At 11 o'clock during the day. Hi, man, they said, Mar, Mar, this thing doesn't sound right. They lost up at 11 o'clock in the day. But they, I mean, it's the pastor. They had it. Then with his back, he went. I, they had a meeting. No, man. Now, this thing troubled them. So they started praying that God must come and reveal himself. Maybe bring them something good, something better. You understand? They prayed. When they prayed, now you will realize something now. When you pray, an angel will not come. No, brother. You, the, the pastor Medieval will come. Brother Church will come. Brother Dibadi will come. That means when you pray, when God answers your prayer, he sends a man. That is how God all through the ages has been working. Now they were praying that God must reveal himself. He must give them this a, a better gospel. Now when they prayed, Brother Dikutli was working in Jobek. He was, we were, what is the word I want to say now? We were worshipping with him. We were worshipping with him. Now, while he was at Jobek, he met Brother Mpila, if my, the, my mind serves me well. I was still young by then. Then Brother Mpila started preaching to him about the message of the hour. Now, 
Brother Peter, Brother Chris said, Mark, this message, I think is the same thing that I've been, we've been praying for. Mm. I mean, here, everything here, the, the, the things we've been struggling about, women preaching is in the Bible. Here is these people with, coming, coming with it the way it's supposed to be. Right. Now he, he, they arrange a meeting. Now when they arrange a meeting, two men came. They asked for God to come show himself. They desired to see God, but who? Two men came. Brother Skosana and Brother Mpila. Now you ask for God, a man came. And the man came with the good news that he wanted. The message of the hour. Now that is how we got converted. But the fact is that they were worried. Because they were seed. If you are a seed, if you are a, an eagle, if you are a duck, I can give you an example with a duck. And uh, you are with chickens. And then uh, all the time you are on dry ground. And then uh, the moment you see water, <laughs> your nature will come out. You understand? Yes. If you are an eagle and you are with chicken, when the mother eagle flies high above you and he starts calling, I don't know whether it coos or what does it do, best sound, you will, your wings, which you have never used before, they will start flapping. Then you will rise up because it is in your nature, inside. You understand? That is why this message, brethren, if you don't believe it, we believe it and we love it. It is our message. Yes, the reason we love it is because it connects with something inside of us. Now, for you to love it as well, it must connect with something inside of you. That is why when a person comes and we preach for them, they say, we don't believe that thing. They are believers, make believers and unbelievers. It's like that. We cannot force it on you. The reason we love it is because it is part of us. And then it becomes our diet because it nourishes something inside of us. Yes. So when they came with that message, it was good news to them. Because it was something they were waiting for. That the body of Christ, it can't be biscuit. No. The word teaches that it must be crispy, it must be crispy, it must be unleavened bread. It was there. But now we're eating biscuit. It troubled them because it was not in the word. Now, the blood of Christ can't be found. <laughs> so, it tra- you see now, it is those small things. That is why you will be surprised. But unless you have something in you, you will just, it will be normal for you. It wouldn't bother you. But the moment it bothers you is because there is something. There is a nature of an eagle in you wanting to fly away from being with chickens. You don't belong there. You need to fly higher. For you to fly high, you need to connect with the inside. That is why Christ, God, Jesus Christ, stays in the control tower inside. He's the one that was, and then you have one, a gem cell. If you are predestinated, there is something in you that stays there. That when the time comes, when it is right, you will what? You will come and receive the message. We don't know when, but you will because it is the deep calling to the deep. There must be what? A deep response. Inside. Hallelujah. Now, when they did that, God came through Brother Mpela, Brother Skosana, and here am I, having the message. But it was because what? They prayed. They had a desire. Now, you need to have a desire as well. The first desire you should have is to be what? Like him. If you are like him, 
my brother, my sister, everything is settled. Then you can ask whatever you want. That is the what? That is the basic. That is the fundamental. That he must be there. You understand? The faith, him in you. That is why we say faith is the foundation. Then we have what? Virtue. We have what? We have virtue. You have uh, temperance. You have uh, godliness, brotherly kindness. You understand? Uh, godliness. All those other virtues. But the first one is what? Faith. Amen. Now, there is something I want to, to read for you now. Now, even now, uh, there is, um, if you are a mother, I, I, will, uh, I don't know of any mother who doesn't want anything, the best for her children. It is motherly to want the best for your children. But the best for your children starts where? Here in the house of God. You need to teach your children to pray. That is why now we're on the, on the, on the topic prayer. That is why prayer is important. That is why it's important for mothers to teach the, the young ones how to pray. That is why even Brother Brennan on the spoken word expectation, paragraph 29, he says, I will, I will just quote, he says there are four Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But mother is the fifth Gospel. That shows you how important a mother is. You understand? Because the mother is the backbone. He says the mother is a backbone of the nation. If there are no mothers, the children don't have direction. Because they need a mother. I can tell you something about my mother. She, she's a very woman who doesn't talk much. But one thing that I know her is that she loves me. How you can feel it? Because it is motherly. Then I know she wants the best for me. That is how a mother should be. You understand? You can, you, you, it is what? The mother is the one who guides the children, come, teaches the children every day. A, day, a, a mother, that is why, if it's possible, a mother should go there, raise the children herself. If it is not possible, you have to work because we have, we have mothers who don't have husbands. They have to work. Then I feel for them now because I know if you are a mother and you are working, it is a double duty on you because you have to be fulfilling your duty as a mother fulfilling your duty as a provider as well. You understand? It becomes double. That is why for such mothers, we want to clap hands. <laughs> May we clap hands for them. Amen. Because it is not an easy process to be a breadwinner and a mother at the same time. So much. Because if you don't, so much can you can lose so much. Yeah, because you need to balance and intricate things. Your children. You understand? That is why it's so important. Amen. So the mother is what? It is the fifth gospel. That means when you are reading Matthew John, the mother should be able to read herself as a fifth gospel to her children. Teach them simple thing, the basic thing, how to pray. How to be... You know, if a mother teaches a child uh, how to behave, how to be a good citizen, then we won't have teenage delinquency. We won't have crime because they will be there where at their post of duty. The mother has to be all the time in the post of duty. Amen. Amen. Now, you, you will find out now that um, the, a, a mother should be spirit-filled. Yes, a mother should know how to teach her children how to follow the, the word of God. She should be able to, to be able to guide the children. That is motherly. 
Amen. So the, at, the, at the house, with the children, the fifth gospel, before the children, the pastor can come and teach the children how to pray, the mother should have done it. The mother should do it because of her duty. It is her duty. Not that the fathers are, are, are left behind. It is also the father's duty to lead the, the family prayer. Yes. <laughs> you must have the family alt. Because prayer is important. Each and everything that you wish, you desire, through prayer, you can attain. Amen. Now, when we're speaking, we told you that Pastor Chitinsu was talking about the power of desire. Now, what is the power of desire? Now, like I asked you a question, I asked you a question, if, is it only for the pastor? Is it for us? What is it exactly? Now, there's a scripture there that I read. It says, uh, if uh, the, the, the spirit that raised uh, Christ from the dead, it is the same spirit that will be able to quicken your mortal bodies. Now, to quicken means to bring something that was dead to life. Now, Brad Berman speaks about something called quickening power. He speaks about resurrection power. He speaks about the dynamics in the mechanics. Because you, for you, you can have the weight, but you need the Holy Spirit to quicken that weight, to make it alive. You understand? So you need the resurrection power of Christ to be able to have virtue. Yes, that is, that is it. So, virtue, power, um, resur- resurrection power, quickening, is one and the same thing. Because remember now, I can give you an example. When Peter... After Christ had, had passed, after they had received the Holy Ghost, when that they, he went there and then that man asked for money, he said, silver and gold I do not have, but such as I have inside, quickening power. He was expressing that power. I give it unto you. You understand? So if you are a child of God, you need to have virtue to give. Christ had virtue. A woman came who had an issue of blood, touched him. He said, virtue has left me. Quickening power has left him because, why he had, he could, he, because he had it, he could impart it. Now, for you to have your desire, you, have the, you must have that quickening power. You must have the Holy Spirit. You must have the dynamics in the mechanics. The dynamics is what? If you have a car, it is a mechanic. For the dynamics of that car, it means that there must be a spark on that gasoline for that car to move. Without that dynamics, that car will not move. Even you, if you do not have the Holy Spirit, power, the power from you. You know, (laughs) the word of God says, after they received, they were endured with power from above. You understand? It is that power that Pastor Chitin was talking about. The power of desire. The power that will be make you to be able to access. Even when the devil comes and says, the door is shut. With that power, Christ can open it through you. Because you have what? Virtue. You understand? Any desire you want through that power, you can access. Hallelujah. Now, a child of God must have that quickening power. But that quickening power, it says it is the power inside. That is why the, the word of God teaches us that he was Christ uh, above. It was God above us. God in, in Jesus Christ. Now it is God in us. When he comes with us, we, he comes with that quickening power. Understand? The power that raises us, that uh, makes, makes uh, give us a new life away from our sins. That comes and lights away the sins away from our lives. 
quickening power. So a child of God needs to have that to be able to assess his want, his desires, heart desires. Now, the other thing, if you can see, we've read the, 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 the word of God about the stage of a perfect man. You'll realize that all those virtues, you need them for you to be able to access your heart desires. All of them. That is why I've spoken about faith. I've spoken about virtue. The next one is knowledge. You need to have knowledge. <laughs> it is not there for nothing. It is there for a reason. Uh, because when you want something, when you desire to have something, the first thing that should happen, you should know what you want. You can't want something that you don't know. You cannot come and tell us that you desire for coke if you've never had coke before. No. <laughs> it is impossible. Where, I mean, did it come to you by revelation? or What kind of process did you come to know that there is coke? You need to have to know it. That is why um, Brother Brenham, when he came to, to South Africa, there was a time when he came in preaching. Now he says that when he was preaching, uh, the natives came and they were dressed in their traditional clothes. They were, you know, traditionally the, the chest might be bare and the people might be on their, wearing their loin cloth. But he said, as he continued to preach, as he went on preaching, bit by bit, they started dressing up. He did not tell them to dress up. No. Preaching the word, the word of God, made a change in them. They could come now and say, hey, you know I'm naked now. Before then, they did not realize it. Now, that is what the word of God teaches us. Now, for you to know what you want. Here. It says every promise is mine. Every chapter, every verse, this. You can never desire for something that you don't know. You can never desire for healing unless you read about it here. And God tells you that, you know, this man was sick, I've healed him. You as well, if you are sick, we can heal you. Because you need to, that is why brethren, brother, anybody said it. You need to read. You need to read the Bible. Isn't it so, brother? Anybody? Amen. He said it. You need to read the, 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 the Bible. You need to read the spoken word. You need to read, need, read the seven seal book. You need to come to church. You need to read demonology. You need to read Daniel 72 weeks. It is your diet. It is through it that you can know what is it that you need. What is it that you can desire for? What is your promises? If you don't do that, you will never know. Yes, because in this, in this book, it teaches you how to take, if you are a man, it will teach you how to take care of your family. Here. If you are a mother, it will teach you how to behave. Here. If you are a child, it will teach you how to behave. And even it will teach you what to expect. Here. Hallelujah. Now, you find that for you to desire salvation, for you to desire healing, for you to desire prosperity, for you to desire the promises of everlasting life, you can't know them unless you read them from here. You understand? But the moment you believe them from here, then you can say, uh, 
you know what, um, I need it. You understand? That is why if the, 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 when we go back to Vajor again, if we go back, if you go to a bank, and then uh, if you don't have Vajor, it's like you're going to a bank and you want to withdraw money and it says insufficient funds because you don't have anything. But if you have the word in you, when we say salvation, it is drawn out. Christ can draw it out because he is the salvation in you. Right. Hallelujah. Now you need to have knowledge of the word. Knowledge of who you are. We've spoken many times about identity. The reason why people are in trouble is because if you have an identity crisis, you'll be in trouble. If you don't know who you are, you'll be in trouble. That is why they say when they talk about a son, a son of a king, there is a process for him to, to come and attain the throne. He needs to be adopted. How does it happen? He's going to have masters, teachers teaching him, making him to understand who he is. Then he's adopted to be what? A king. That process has to happen because unless he's adopted, he, he's taught, he will never know who he is. He can be a king eating in dustbins. Yes, he, you will say, hey, this man is, is crazy. Yeah, he will be a person who's crazy, doesn't know who they are. You understand? That is why the, the, the word of God says, if you are a woman, there's a way you're supposed to wear. If you don't wear properly, Brother Bram says, uh, the only time a person was naked was Nebuchadnezzar. Because he didn't listen to the word of God. He, the, because he didn't listen to what God said, God gave him a spirit of an animal. Then he was undressing. A human being has to be dressed properly. If not, then we need to know what spirit is in you. Then it is not the spirit of God if you are not dressed properly. Proper dressing, you learn it here. If you are a child of God, you shouldn't have an identity crisis of what to wear, who you are. You should know what to dress because it is revealed here. But if you don't read, how would you know? The, the words of God says the people perish because of lack of knowledge. Where do you get the knowledge? Coming to church? If you don't come to church, where are we going to get that knowledge? You understand? That is why you will know what to look for, what to want. But the only thing to do that is that you should do what? You should come and Partake in the word of God. Hallelujah. Now, I think it will come without saying that there are some people who will have wrong desires. The moment you have a wrong desire, we need to check, you need to check yourself inside. Are you really converted? Have you really received the word of God? If you are struggling with something, no, no, listen, brethren. If you are struggling, you can be a child of God and struggle. No, it doesn't mean that you are not. That is why Paul says we repent daily. We understand? Because you repent daily because after you've read the word, you can know that I'm wrong here. Then you go there and fix. That is why they say if you are, you need to, if you are wrong, you need to come and ask for forgiveness, confess, and then you shall be forgiven. Then, uh, if they, then there are some people now, they are not children of God, who have wrong desires because actually they 
not they, it is what is in them. You understand? Because the Brabham says you, you need to be, have a blood transfusion. I will explain it. That means you need to have your blood taken out, be replaced by the blood of Jesus Christ so that you be like him. So he says the reason people have a problem is because the people don't want to be embalmed. Now, embalming was a process that happened in Egypt, whereby when the king or somebody who was rich died, they will embalm him to preserve him. You understand? To, when they embalm him, they will take the blood out. You understand? Now, if you receive to let go of yourself, your nature, you will not be helped. You understand? Because the blood transfusion, that is Christ, will never be able to come into you and take control of you and be the one to lead you. That is why, if you are a child of God, there are some things you should not struggle with. You understand? It is because the more you go with this stage of a perfect man, as you go up and up, you become, I mean, it says perfect. <laughs> That's what it says, a stature of a perfect man. You understand? You become God himself. You become God walking, yes. God talking. That is what happens when, you, when ultimately God comes into you and endures you. You understand? Because he comes and he takes control. He comes and he leads you. You understand? Matt, you need to be able to let go. Amen. Dump out. Right. Dump everything that you... Any idea that you have, get it out. Yes. Give a space for God to come and take a place in your heart to come and lead. You understand? Stop. Don't resist. Just submit and let him lead you. Amen. Amen. Now, he says, if possible, if you could get the sap of an apple out, and replace it with the sap of a peach. That, that tree will bear peaches, even though it's an apple. Why? That is why he says, I am the vine. You are the branches. Because he's the one, the sap from him must come through the branch to produce his fruits in you. <laughs> you get it now. But you need to what? To give him. To let go. You understand? Hallelujah. Now, you... He says you will understand that if you, 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 you go and read this, this word, you will have supreme knowledge. Supreme knowledge is, is the kind of knowledge where you will understand that everything that God says is true. Everything else is a lie. That is supreme knowledge. That's what Brother Brennan speaks about when he speaks about the supreme word. That when God says yes, is a yes. When he says no, is a no. You understand? That there is nowhere in God's Bible where it contradicts itself. And then now, you need to be able to know that even if you can get a verse where it seems like it contradicts itself, you need to go down in prayer. Understand? Ask him to come and reveal it. Then you will see he'll come and everything will fit. So, if you are a child of, 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 of God, you cannot be deceived. Nobody can come with a doctrine that you don't know because... It is there, given to you. You know, God will give you a mental faculty to be able to discern it. That is why he says, as a man thinketh in his heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so is he. Now you need to have something in your heart there, God himself, so that you can think this thing through. He needs to be the one doing the thinking for you, inside of you. Hallelujah. So you need to have knowledge that what God said, 
he is able to perform. It does not matter what it is, he is able to do it. It does not matter uh, how ridiculous it is. I can tell you, brethren, when uh, Abraham came there, being, uh, being uh, 75 years old, or even less, let's make it even worse, being 100 years old, and he says, Sarah being 90 years old, and he says they are going to have a child. That is ridiculous. <laughs> you can try to reason it any way you do. You can reason it with the mind. That is what I'm trying to show you. It is only through faith such, such a thing can happen. Yes. You understand? So even when, when, when he was there, and then uh, with his, his servant, and then uh, he was talking, you know, and he said, no, you know, God has promised me that I will have a son. <laughs> his servant, the servant were looking at him. And then if the servant went to a doctor and told him what he said, they'll say, no, I don't worry. He has dementia. Yeah, because dementia is Alzheimer's disease. Normally, if you are old people, you stand to lose some of their mental faculties. You go on. Then they will, they will say, no, man, it's just dementia because it is impossible. But now remember, nothing is impossible with God. You understand? He, he, he specializes in the ridiculous. When he says you will have it, people will say never. When he said Abraham will have a son, he had it. Now, that is faith. You need to have faith. That is why the word of God said he never staggered, but he continued to believe, even though it seems impossible. We have, we have also uh, um, uh, Noah. I mean, how do you preach for 120 years? The same thing. The flood is coming. You understand? He, that is why we say he specializes in the ridiculous. And uh, to make matters worse for Noah, there had never been rain before. Now here is this old man preparing an ark. They were saying, I can tell you, they were saying he was crazy. That is the only explanation they were saying. Because you know when it's a new gospel, people, initial brother Benham says they came, <laughs> it was a new gospel. And then they were even afraid, hey, he's going to destroy everybody. Hey, he you know they came and then they partook. Year one. Year two. Nothing came. Bit by bit, they fell off. That is why ultimately it was only him and his family in the ark. Because it has to be by faith to believe such a thing. If you don't have faith, you cannot believe it. But I can tell you, whatever desire you have, how ridiculous it is, as long as it is here, he will do it. Hallelujah. He will do it. Now you need to have knowledge of God. You understand? Knowledge of who he is, how he works. You understand? And, uh, so that you will not perish because of lack of knowledge. And so that you will not be deceived. Amen. Amen. Now, the other thing that you need to do is that um, you need to be able to have temperance. To be able to assess your, 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 your desires. Temperance is that you need to be able to have control. That even if it takes time, be able to control yourself, to be able to be patient, to be able to wait. You understand? Because if you are not patient, then you do not have faith. Because that is why we have faith, uh, virtue, knowledge, uh, temperance, all those virtues together. You need them together. For you to be a stage of a perfect man, they, you need them to work if for each other, one for each other. That means faith, you need to have faith, you need to have patience. If you have temperance, you need to have patience, patience as well. 
You need to have godliness. You need to have brotherly kindness. Amen. Then patience, uh, you need to be able to learn to be patient with God. Simply means that if you ask for something, you need to be able to wait for it. And then uh, sometimes it might take a few minutes, a few hours. Sometimes, yes. But you need to be able to wait upon his promises, to wait upon his word, to know that whatever he said, he is going to want to fulfill. That is why it does not matter what danger you might be going through, how difficult it might be. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They said, he, our Lord is able to deliver us. But even if he doesn't deliver us, it's fine. Now, you can imagine saying he's going to deliver us. And even Nebuchadnezzar came to them and says, no, man. Guys, you know we love you. You are some of our best people here. Why don't you just bow to the image? They said, we will not. He says, since you've said it that way, I cannot save you because this decree, has. I have said this decree. I, even me as a king, I cannot change it. That means you're going to bend. Man, just bow. You see, irrespective of what situation you might be, do not be tempted to forsake the word of God, to forsake his promises, because he will deliver you ultimately. You understand? And even if he doesn't, I will just use your time. Be as a child of God, be able to accept that. Yes. So when they were going there to show that they were patient, you, you can imagine, you take one step. You take second, second, second step. Even the people around you who are bringing you to throw you, they're even burning themselves. You are going there to the fire. How many will do that? You need to have that virtue, that power, that knowledge. You see, everything working in tandem, together, to be able to know that ultimately he will see you through. If he doesn't see you in this flesh, in the next life, he will see you through. Now, it was only then when they were thrown in that he came. And the king could say, I see a fourth man. He's like a, a, a god, a son of a god. Because he could see that it is impossible for those people to survive there. So whatever situation you might be going through, whatever you might be longing for, whatever you might need, know that he is able to want to supply. He is able to want to provide. Amen. And then ultimately you need to know that you need to have godliness. Godliness is simple. It's being godlike. Being like Christ. Understand? Yes, because if you, 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 and then, uh, if you because if you are like Christ, everything becomes easy. You understand? You know that each and everything that may happen, he, Christ, will undertake for you. It's no longer you, it becomes him alive in you. Hallelujah. Amen. And then God doesn't just say you must be godly. He will give you even processes to attain that. That is why we have pastors, teachers, prophets, evangelists, apostles, to be able to attain that godliness, that perfection. You understand? So that you may become what? A living epistle. You might become a complete, perfect stature of a human. That, that Brother Brennan was talking about it. But about you, a complete stage of a perfect man. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, I think I'm just going to stop here. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> we, must just, we may just sing a song.
and then from there I'll invite the pastor to come through. Amen. So you must just remember that whatever you need, whatever provision you might be needing for this life journey, God has already provided it for you. You understand? There is nothing that you can be able to go through that he does not know. Each and everything that you will go through, he has already prepared you for it. I've said it before, but I, I thought I should repeat it again, that each in the life journey you will have challenges. But God himself has already prepared you for that. Hallelujah. As the first pastor goes through, we can just sing a worshiping song. Amen.
and a round of applause for the waves. How many have desires? How many know that their desires can be attained? Hallelujah. Uh, a desire, it creates a burning, you know, a burning desire. When you become restless until you attain what you desire. Amen. When a desire is burning, it moves obstacles. It clears the way. I don't know, brothers. You know, Brother Mitlabe spoke about the mother being the fifth gospel. You know, when you've got a godly and a prayerful mother behind you, a godly mother will propel you to greater heights. I'm talking to you, mothers. You are the best gift that your children has. And you, being a mother in their life, can take your children very far. Uh, I don't know, brothers. There's a quotation. Uh, the key weight that you can look for is little servant mother in table. I want to I want to show you what Brother Mushabi spoke about, what the prophet speaks about, what the mother did. Amen. He's actually praying for, you can even say 10-year-old, 10-year-old. Those are the key words that you can use to look for that quotation. But God bless you, Brother Mutlavi. It was a piece of a master. God bless you richly. While they go and search... Oh, you want to clap hands? The worshiping team wants to clap hands. You can clap hands. And the church can clap hands as well. Amen. It is a, Brothers Boo, we call it it's a participative service. When somebody, when the neighbor clap hands, you clap hands. You don't look lost. Amen. Give us a song. They will find that quotation. They will give me a signal. I want to show you what a mother can do. The mother's faith can defy even a church protocol. Yes, you will see. The quotation will come. Amen.
fight for us. Black spiritual this morning it almost got me dancing with that song of the radiation of Amen, Amen, Amen. All right. Yes, come with it. The very radiation it gave me. Thanks, Brahmachari, and find it here. Amen. Amen.
Just go further up. We just went to it. Uh, brothers, we are fine. Don't hide it. Amen. We went to the mothers, the fifth gospel, to, so that they know what they can do. Full screen. Okay. Appearing, disappearing, appearing. There's two knobs there at the top. You just press one up there, not to the arrow. That other one. No, no, no. You are right on the right. Yes. And then you just. Okay. I need it to go up the, the quotation. It starts with prayer, but I don't need prayer. I need it to go up. This is not the quotation. No. Amen. Brother Mishab has shown you on the, his iPad. Ah, amen. Do you have virtue, brethren? Amen. Do you have patience? Amen. Do you have brotherly kindness? Amen. It's not what is here, it's not what is what he has shown. The message is the same, but we are looking for the right paragraph. He speaks about a woman. He's got two boys. Give us another song. We'll get it. 
Amen. Don't flesh a song. Abraham, he preached this message on the 8th of December 1956. He says, he speaks to a woman, he says, you have been praying for God to help you with, help you of a severe nervous case you have been having. You pray for that both day and night. You are praying for a son also, and that son isn't here. He doesn't live in this city. That son is suffering with a heart condition. Not only that, but one of the other things you are praying for, for him, he is not a Christian. That's the thing that's on your heart. However, I see another boy with you. He is a kid about 10 years old. He is a preacher. You sitting there say, ah, there's still a 10-year-old preacher. He says, I see another boy with you. He is a kid about 10 years old, and he is a preacher. And here, then, the one of the desires of your heart, you be the judge. You are wanting me to lay hands on that boy to bless that boy for his ministry. Thou says the Lord. Do you believe that? Then he says, come here, Sonny. The little boy got his hair combed back, isn't it? The little boy, smooth-faced boy, come here, Sonny. Mother's prayer is to be answered tonight. God bless you, my little brother. Then he prays. He says, our heavenly father, I lay my hands upon this boy as your little servant. And perhaps someday I'll have to live if Jesus cherish. And I pray that you'll bless it. This child is the desire of his mother's heart. And I pray that you'll anoint him. May he never go into error. But may he be a minister all the days of his life to preach the gospel and to win souls to thee. Bless his mother and the other things, whatever it was that you revealed tonight that she has need of. I pray that you will grant them with my hand on the son and on the mother. I pray that in Christ's name that you will give to them the desire of their heart. 
in the name of Jesus Christ I ask. Amen. Amen. Ten year old boy. Ten year old boy. A preacher. The mother said, I want the prophet to anoint him. Don't wait until they are older. Satan would have overtaken them. Hallelujah. God bless you, Rich. I just wanted to, not to preach, but to affirm what has already been spoken. Let's just say, I love him, I love him. Brother Mpanyana will lead us in prayer as we sing that worshiping song. Do you love him this afternoon? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father. Gracious, eternal, heavenly Father, we thank you once more this afternoon, Lord. You have answered the desire of our hearts, heavenly Father. It was a desire in the first place to wake up this morning, and in our hearts says, let us go into the house of the Lord. Here we came, heavenly Father. And you didn't disappoint, you came down, Heavenly Father. And we saw while we are standing in this great banister, we saw God unveiling himself, speaking to us. 
Heavenly Father, as our brother was showing us here, that you always speak through the lips of a human being, Heavenly Father. So we thank you once more that, Heavenly Father, you have spoken to our hearts. Mighty God, Heavenly Father, once more we say, Lord, while we have gathered here according to thy word, Heavenly Father, according to thy promise where you said two or, where two or three are gathered in my name, they will be in their midst. Heavenly Father, we thank you as all your promises are fulfilled, Heavenly Father, in us. Bless thy church once more, Heavenly Father. Our dear pastor, bless him, Heavenly Father. Our brother, Heavenly Father, that gave us the word this morning, bless him abundantly, Heavenly Father. We thank you. We say bless the church, Heavenly Father. Each and every one that came here, Heavenly Father, I believe, Heavenly Father, that you have answered their prayers, Heavenly Father that you have given them their des- the desire of their hearts, Heavenly Father. Mighty God, we say, while we depart, Heavenly Father, to our different places, we are still asking for a traveling mercy, Lord, that you go with us, Heavenly Father, you bless us, Heavenly Father, until we meet again at the appointed time, Lord. Heavenly Father, we commit this service, you commit each and every one of you, us, Heavenly Father, here into thy capable hand. And we say in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, and all the church shall agree by saying, Amen. Amen. All right. Let the church say Amen. You can't rearrange it, can't change it. Believe it as it is. How many say we need not to rearrange the message? Amen. Today we are right in North Carolina. Amen.
Thank you, Lord. One more time. Blessed week, let it be victorious, and remember the greatest force that God has ever granted to the human race, the power of prayer. Amen. God bless you richly. Amen. We stand and lift up our hands. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. We bow down and worship Him now. How great, how awesome is He! We send the lifter.
Please uh, remain behind. Brother Ward wants to talk to you. God bless you. Amen. 